Welcome to the Financial Futurist Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Schenker, the Financial Futurist. Bloomberg News ranks me one of the top financial forecasters in the world in my role as the president of Prestige Economics. I'm also the chairman of the Futurist Institute. And on this podcast, we talk about markets, business, and future technology. This is the Financial Futurist Podcast. This week on the Financial Futurist Podcast, we'll talk about tariffs, trade, inflation, the dollar, industrial metals prices, and South by Southwest. We'll cover these subjects and more on this week's episode of the Financial Futurist Podcast. Last week, two big policy things happened. First, the new Fed Chair Jerome Powell testified before Congress, both the Senate and the House of Representatives, and shared his view on the economy. The outlook was very similar to what we've been talking about, which is positive growth and risk of more inflation. This increased expectations of more Fed rate hikes in the year ahead, with most forecasters now predicting there will be four Fed rate hikes this year. This has been a forecast we've had four rate hikes in 2018 since October of last year. We are concerned about inflation. We're concerned that our client quarterly benchmarking reflected higher labor costs, that the January jobs report out at the beginning of February reflected more wage inflation year over year than had been expected at 2.9%. And we're concerned in general about inflationary pressures that we've seen from commodity prices and across the economy. The Fed knows inflation is there, and even if the numbers look relatively low, there's more coming in the pipeline, which means Fed rate hikes are coming, and we expect the next rate hike on March 21st. Against the backdrop of positive economic growth, the risk of higher inflation, the risk of higher Fed rate hikes, and other dynamics that have been generally positive, although new home sales and durable goods orders both fell sharply for the month of January in reports last week, came an announcement that could upend the entire economic apple cart. And that was President Trump's announcement about 232 tariffs on steel at 25% for all imports and aluminum at 10% of their value for all imports. Imports. These tariffs are called 232 tariffs because aluminum and steel were deemed national security interests. And so the preservation and support of those industries with tariffs was something deemed critical for national security in a report produced by the Commerce Department in February. The tariffs announced last week are very much in line with the recommendations from that Commerce Department report. But even though the tariffs had been recommended, even though this discussion around 232 tariffs for aluminum and steel had been out there for a while, it still hit markets as a surprise, and it pushed down on the greenback, and it weighed down on equity markets. This announcement was followed by broader concerns voiced by a number of economists. I myself am personally concerned about the broader ramifications of this announcement, especially since Canada is the number one import source of aluminum and steel for the United States, and of course NAFTA is still being renegotiated right now, or there have been a number of meetings to renegotiate it, and this kind of move while that's still on the table could threaten to usher in the end of NAFTA, which would be catastrophic for the U.S., Canadian, and Mexican economies. There have been significant economic benefits from NAFTA. We see this especially in the Texas economy, and an end to NAFTA could have significant repercussions. But even if NAFTA is unaffected here, 
the IMF issued a warning that these kinds of tariffs could result in repercussions and that it could hurt global economic growth as well as U.S. economic growth. So even if the NAFTA thing is unaffected, there are still downside risks to the U.S. economy. Now, you might be thinking there could be some winners, there could be some losers, but here's the trick. Given the IMF warnings about the global economic impact, the negative global economic impact of these kinds of tariffs, it means that industrial metals prices could come under pressure. One would think that the 232 tariffs would be designed to protect U.S. aluminum and steel producers, but in the short run, and maybe in the medium term, if this results in a slower pace of overall global and U.S. economic growth, industrial metals prices could fall. So while higher metals prices due to tariffs could erode profit margins of manufacturers, could engender more inflation at a time when inflation is already a problem, and we could see countries like China punch back on these kinds of trade initiatives, even the companies that the tariffs are designed to help could see some downside risk to their own business activity if industrial metals fall on slower global growth. Because after all, the biggest driver of steel, aluminum, and all other industrial metals prices is global growth. And if the IMF is issuing a growth warning as a result of these tariffs, it's not something that we should take lightly. We're looking in the next week or two to see announcements from other countries, especially Canada, about what kind of trade repercussions there might be. If other countries do indeed take action and do punch back, as the case were, then this could get very messy very quickly. The downside risk to equity markets would be very significant, and the downside risk to overall economic growth and industrial metals themselves could be quite high. One of the biggest areas potentially at risk would be exporters of metals from the United States because if tariffs are put on our imports, one might expect that there would also be tariffs applied to imports from the United States, from our exports that go to other countries. And this could be true not just for finished, fabricated or semi-fabricated, semi-finished metals products, but it could also be true for scrap metal, which the United States exports to a number of countries, including South Korea, China, Taiwan, Turkey, and many others. And if tariffs are put on that metal, it makes it more expensive overseas. And so you could end up with a market where supply and demand, as we know it right now, experiences some significant change-ups, which in the short term could create some downside risk to companies operating in these spaces. I must admit, I did not expect at this point in my career as an economist to be writing about protection tariffs in the United States and the impact that that might have on the U.S. or global economy. But if the Commerce Department report is to be believed, there are some national security risks at play here. So this is more than just sort of international posturing. There is a political reason for this, although there could be economic costs. Over the coming weeks and months, more important than Fed policy, more important than PMIs, and maybe even more important than the inflation number in coming jobs reports, like the one coming up this Friday on March 9th, we need to keep a close eye on what happens internationally with trade, trade announcements, tariffs, and the repercussions that could come from U.S. actions, as well as the potential broader risks to NAFTA. I'm Jason Schenker, and you're listening to the Financial Futurist Podcast.
In the technology portion of this week's Financial Futurist podcast, I just briefly want to mention South by Southwest. A number of events kick off in this multi-week program that covers technology and entrepreneurship and what's called the interactive, as well as music and film. It's become a major conference, and this is actually the second year in a row in which I will be participating. In 2017, I sat on a panel about the globalization of finance, and this year, I'm actually a mentor at South by Southwest, which is very exciting. I'll be having a number of one-on-one meetings with entrepreneurs that are working in the automation and robotic spaces. This very much fits in with what the Futurist Institute's been doing and the Robot Activity Index that will be rolling out next month. We're very excited about the direction we've been going with the Futurist Institute, and I'm very excited to be able to mentor others and help them grow their businesses. The technology changes from automation and robotics are just beginning. We're just at the beginning of what's going on. This is why in the Robot and Automation Almanac of 2018, I wrote that the history of robots is being written now because this is very much an industry that's in flux and the pace will accelerate significantly in coming years, creating all kinds of different positive changes and opportunities, although there will be some risks. And of course, the biggest risk to consider are that some people could be left out of these changes if education levels are not met, if education is not fostered. And so that's the area where you see the biggest risk. It's also what I wrote about in Jobs for Robots between Robocalypse and Robotopia, where the biggest downside risk is if we mismanage the education access and opportunities we have at our disposal to make sure we push the entire economy towards a more intellectual capital-based economy. If you're coming to South by Southwest, please let me know. It'd be great to see you. And if you're not, well, I'll be talking more about it next week on the podcast. Thanks for listening this week to The Financial Futurist. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Futurist Podcast with me, Jason Schenker, the Financial Futurist. You can follow me on Twitter at Prestige Econ and check out my website, jasonschenker.com. On jasonschenker.com, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter to make sure you're getting the latest and most important information about markets, business, and future technology. Until next week.